Dive into the hive with Jen and Aaron and catch the buzz. The business buzz. They're sharing your stories of success and inspiration because queen bees and worker bees are always better together and there's enough honey for everybody. Network and thrive. Network and thrive. In the hive. The buzz waterloo. Okay, hi guys, we're back today, and we're going to start with a mini introduction to me and Jen, um, because we have a lot of new listeners. We had some people from all over Canada pop in on the last podcast. Um, So I'm Erin, I own Mirage Sugaring Studio in Kitchener-Waterloo. We specialize in body sugaring hair removal. Um, We do spray tans, laser hair removal, and a few other aesthetic services. Um, Jen, why don't you tell us what you do? That, the best sugarist, by the, by the way, I must say. <laughs> Thank and you. It's like time to make an appointment soon, I think. <laughs> I'm Jen. I own uh, Made in KW. I actually also own a marketing company, uh, and we are called Herd Digital Marketing. And you can find us online at herddigitalmarketing.com and, of course, on Instagram. And also, um, I'm just going to throw it out there this time. We actually have a, a little bit of a food blog, my husband and I, too, called Snails and Cocktails. So on Instagram, you can find us at Snails and Cocktails. And I bring that up because I'm hungry this morning. Uh, we have uh, Jill from SMV Uptown today, uh, which is, I don't know if you've ever been there before. If you haven't, you need to check it out. The food and the cocktails are amazing. And Jill, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here, ladies. It's so exciting to have you. Did you bring a magazine with you? I did. So I did bring our uh, Lush magazine, which is our new cocktail menu for you to take a peek at. So this is our spring summer edition. Uh, And what we do, this is the third volume that we've put out. Um, So it's just kind of a fun way to present the drinks that we do at the restaurant. So Aaron is uh, the head bartender. A lot of people recognize him. He spent a lot of time at Langdon Hall. He kind of built the bar program up at Wilkes Bar. And then when we opened uh, SMV, he came along with us and uh, has been with us at the new location since we opened in uh, 2021. So this is kind of the project for the cocktail menu that we do. I love I I love this um, magazine idea. Like it actually looks so um, it's gorgeous. It's Thank beautiful. You. And like looking at the cocktails, they're so well presented. Thank you. Okay, what's your favorite drink on the menu right now? Uh, there's a few. It's always hard for me to narrow down. I lo- I love a good martini. So that River Rose martini made with this um, rose vermouth that we sourced out is like oh. delightful. Dangerous, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love like the spin on like a regular classic cocktail yeah, though, that you guys do yeah that's thank awesome you. um so what is what's your favorite is that what is that uh that one has some vodka in it there it's like very kind of fruity strawberry uh kombucha base so there's a little bit of like carbonation in there my you god the presentation like, of these drinks healthy. yeah that's <laughs> a healthy it's alcoholic a healthy beverage. beverage um the presentation of these drinks are amazing i'm looking at this cocktail called from the garden and it's got this like cute little glass and it looks like there's some like dried floral and and herbs on top like Absolutely beautiful with watermelon thyme shrub on it. That sounds amazing. Crisp and clean. What's your favorite menu item like to eat? Uh, So with the food, we certainly change it quite a bit. Um, 
I would say I'm a sucker for a good steak. So we've got a beef tenderloin dish on there right now that's like very summery with chimichurri and asparagus and charred tomatoes. So I would say that would be my go-to at the moment. But it changes honestly all the time. I like seafood a lot. Yeah. So like oysters and things like that, you'll always find those on the menu because selfishly... I love them. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Um, are, what are your hours? Are you guys open for lunch and dinner? Just dinner. Just dinner. Okay. Um, so actually tonight's our for we're starting Tuesday nights in our back alleyway patio. So we're throwing like a barbecue summer series. Um, so they're like casual kind of tasting theme. It's tonight's an Italian wine tasting. Yum. So we're doing like all Italian barbecue. We c- will cook outside um, and then have some special guests that do tasting. So we do those now on Tuesday nights for the summer and then uh, Wednesday to Saturday open for dinner. Okay. So mm-hmm. for tonight, do you have to book or can you just show up? Uh, those are booked. They're booked. ticketed okay. events, so we okay. kind of know numbers in advance. Uh, we usually limit events to like 30 people, okay. just so that we've got kind of the the capacity and time to really connect with like yeah. every guest instead of uh, packing it full. That's awesome. You get such a better experience eh, when yeah. you have like, yeah. when you just have that time to sit down and, and like interact with everybody. Absolutely. And- like, and that's one of the reasons why... I like owning the restaurant is it's a really good opportunity to connect like the whole concept with SMV is not to do volume but really to make sure that the attention to detail is on everything that we do mm-hmm. and so that every guest has that um, like wow experience so it, it gets difficult to do that when you're doing it on a volume basis you kind of like it's just not as feasible to do mm-hmm. to have that like greater attention to detail so that's kind of the reason why we try to scale it back a bit. Yeah, totally. So I wanted to ask you, like, I know that you um, originally were called Swine and Vine, mm-hmm. and that was your original restaurant. Yes. And then you moved to Uptown, and yep. now you're SNV Uptown. And like, when I first met you, actually, not not overly long ago, you had a really interesting story, because you actually were never in restaurant ownership before that, but you worked in hospitality. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just thought it was really cool that you went and opened this like award-winning restaurant and you do so well there. And I want to know like as a business owner, because this podcast really focuses on like business ownership and, and you know, um, helping to inspire future business owners mm-hmm. and current business owners. Like how did you... How did you make it through the pandemic in a restaurant? Because we knew that that was freaking tough for restaurant owners. Um, Yeah, probably like a little bit of PTSD from that whole (laughs) period of time. At the time when you were in it, it was just, I think you're in survival mode. And you don't really know, like looking back, it was a long time. It was like a good chunk of, like the restaurant's really only five years old. And when you look at it, like it was kind of half of its lifetime. Um, but at the time, like you're not going into it thinking, oh, I've got two years of like a really rocky road ahead. You were just kind of like, okay, get to the next sort of period of time where you could see like a light at the end of the tunnel. And then of course it kept going back and forth a little bit. Um, but yeah, luckily I think it, silver lining I always try to like look at the positives yeah it did help me become very uh like tap into my creative side although there were times where I'm like as a creative I think I'm like very spent because you just had to do so many changes 
so much pivoting. I really like, I'm a very A-type personality where I like to plan. I like to like plan for the future. I like to be extremely organized. And um, there was just none of that. It was like you would have your best laid plans and then you know, it was like, well, tomorrow you have to open with 10 people and they have to all be outside or, you know, things like that. So um, I don't even really know how we did it. You just, you just kind of do it. And you, you just do you it. You just do it. Like, and you just roll with the punches sort of a thing. Did you guys do takeout? During- we did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. by the, like, I don't even know how many lockdowns we had at that original location, probably like four, all the different like mm-hmm. changes. Cause well, you would know an aesthetics. Yes. Like, yeah, you we were had one four. Of, yeah, okay. So I was like, I think it was like four or something like that. I think by the last one, we were maybe like, okay, screw this. Yeah. We're just going to do it. Chill yeah. for a bit. Yeah. But uh, oh, yeah, we were one of the first ones to do takeout. And I think that was one of the keys to our success. Like, because they made that announcement the first time mm-hmm. and we like literally looked at all of our inventory. We made a takeout menu. We put a kind of like, a funny spin on the title okay and it caught a lot of attention and then we just kept doing those takeout menus with like themed titles that were that's awesome trying to kind of keep some laughter going yeah that's what that that's the kind of thing though that will sustain a business when you're creative enough to like you know just come up with something and make it work no matter what like that is what is going to make you succeed and yeah like being a positive person seeing that silver lining um and looking for that you know light at the end of the tunnel yeah that's what's going to get you there so that like that's super inspiring uh, there's a lot of restaurants that didn't make it through yes that yeah. time so um you know to be one that's still thriving and doing amazing is awesome you have a bit of a different concept than i think a lot of restaurants yeah in the city which is i think is really cool um can you tell us a little bit about like your supper club and some of the other yeah, cool stuff that definitely. you guys do we certainly do like a lot of different events, uh, more so because at SMB we're trying to create kind of the whole dining experience, and I just find uh, sometimes that's a bit lost. I think especially after the pandemic, you know, there's a lot of challenges with staffing, and and turnover is always a hard thing in the restaurant industry in general. Um, so it is difficult in order to kind of get the right people and knowledgeable staff and and people who kind of take it seriously as a profession. So we really do kind of look for special individuals who want to, who are passionate about it, uh, want to connect and kind of take hospitality seriously. Um, Because there's a difference in serving a table and, and being a hospitable person. And really that's like you're either one of you're either a hospitable person or, or, or you're not, it's not really something that you can teach. So um I don't know where I'm going with that. I think I lost the original question. No, that, Just, that you're absolutely... Oh, the, oh, supper clubs. So the supper clubs are like a fun, uh, like fancy dinner party. And um, we do different themes so that we can have a lot of fun with it. So it's like when we did the South of France, then, you know, we're playing like all French music and, and um, it starts with a cocktail hour. We'll do a themed welcome drink. It's just sort of supposed to kind of transcend you into a different place um and something where you can have like a very memorable experience it is like they are like a four-hour sort of ordeal so you really have to kind of enjoy the whole dining experience from the drinks to the food wine uh we just did a 
our June one was spring harvest and we had the winemaker from Stratus come and he just like we picked all these amazing wines and uh, it's just really it's the best part about hospitality and the restaurant industry in general so that's when I thought you were jet setting <laughs> oh when I went to, when Stratus came yeah so oh. well I saw you at this like big long table and you're, you're always drinking wine oh. and like you always look like you're having so much fun on Instagram oh so thank jealous. you well I was saying this before like uh, that uh, I get this a lot I just walked into a meeting like the other day and somebody was like oh you were just on vacation like tell me about where you were um but I'm not always on vacation I just maybe don't post all the boring parts of of owning a restaurant but maybe I should start we'll see how much my followers dip (laughs) exactly exactly um so I love so I love the idea of the supper club we need to definitely try that as both like our couples yeah yeah let's do that double double date it I'm always looking for things to do um for dates I'm sick and tired of dinner and a movie yeah yeah so I didn't realize like it's a whole experience four hours that's amazing we're gonna have to go honestly like that's and this is the great thing about restaurants like Tyler and I for fun eat and drink like that is our hobby that is that's what I like to do that is what we like to do to go on like date night is always like it's so nice to get dressed up go out somewhere try different cocktails and have a good meal and some people are not crazy about food like they just Mm. don't care like they'll go to you know I'm not going to throw any like chain restaurants under the bus or anything but you'd like they'll go to a chain restaurant and like order nachos and and that's a that's a Um, cool night out for them and that's totally fine too but like I love to go somewhere where you're getting an interesting cocktail so one of my one of my pet peeves about spending money on a drink is that you're getting like this pre-made bar mix sugary stuff in everything and nothing is an actual like handcrafted cocktail it seems anymore so like you know great drinks with it that you know my favorite drink that I think I've ever had was at this place in Montreal called Moda V it's right um downtown Montreal and they made me a spicy margarita with this like uh, amazing uh, jalapeno bitter something or okay, other. Okay, yeah. And it was just like, it wasn't even a big drink. It was just so good. Like, it was so enjoyable. And the food there was phenomenal. And it, like, that's one of those things that sticks out in your head forever is that experience, right? Definitely. That, yeah. that waiter that we had, like, it was a whole encompassing experience. And I feel like that's what you guys do at SMP. Definitely. That's definitely the goal. Uh, Montreal's great. Like, They've got a really, really amazing cocktail scene, food scene, uh, hospitality scene in general. And it's like, it's amazing to go to a place like that because it seems like anywhere you kind of waltz into, like they are on top of all of that. And unfortunately, I feel like we're sort of lacking that a little bit here where good places are just not a dime a dozen, um, where you kind of get the full experience exactly that, where the... The cocktails are actually made with like proper ingredients and food too. Like, um, like people are actually cooking instead of taking things out of a bag and totally heating them up. It it makes all the difference because the, like that that's why I go for fast food, right? If I want if I want food like that, I'll yes, go for fast yes. food. There's a time and a place. There's for all a of time that. and a place. What's your favorite fast food? Like, if you had to make like, okay, so if you had to make your 
lunch or dinner, it doesn't matter, like your ideal fast food combination. And it could be from any restaurant. So you could like pick a burger from like McDonald's, oh, pick okay. the fries from somewhere else. What would it be? Penny's hot chicken, for sure. Like their chicken sandwich. Okay. I'm trying to think of... I've heard so much about that. Oh, I have not tried Penny's? it. It's where is uh, it? Great question. I'm like, I feel like I always just order it on <laughs> okay. like um, on like a delivery app. It's supposed to be like a, a really okay. crispy, like chicken a good. It's a good okay. like southern chicken sandwich. Like the pickles, everything are just like proper. Um, actually, their sides are really good too. I like a good like either onion rings or like waffle sort of fries. I'm very particular about the type. So of where fry. where from? That's a good question. I feel like I don't order that very much. I have a question. Let's rewind. Okay. Um, I would like to know what inspired you to to open your restaurant in the first place. Like, were you always, you loved hosting people and making food and martini, like drinks and thought maybe you should open your own or how did that go? I really did grow up in working in restaurants. Never thought I would stay in in it at all. Um, Like used it to put myself through university. Mm -hmm. Definitely in a very unrelated field. When I got out of university, I tried to find a job that was somewhat sort of related to what I was doing. I um, um, have a degree in criminology, so very not related. Very different. Um, And I ended up in group homes for a while so a very very high stress like it was just intense a lot Mm -hmm. so I found myself really like when I would go home to de-stress would be like making like cooking or making cocktails and like that really comes from my childhood my parents love cooking Mm -hmm. um it was just everything was always very centered around meals and like that was like quality time was like what we were eating and and a lot of good conversations we Mm -hmm. would have like always had family meals and and lengthy ones at that and on holidays and make it just a whole ordeal so I think it's kind of like in my blood to Mm -hmm. like that's when you have really great memories is 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 kind of over food like breaking bread um so I found that I was doing a lot of that really just as like a hobby and I do I like I just genuinely love to eat and drink like Mm -hmm. I love flavors I love good quality. Now I'm like, feel like I've ruined myself because I just eat and drink like too good. Yeah. Um, you set a standard. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. Um, and then, so my, I was thinking maybe my job was, you know, maybe not what I wanted to do at the time. At mm-hmm. that time, I was like managing a 10 bed, all youth boys, like super behavioral oh, wow. program. Uh, so like a lot of aggression, I'll like death threats all the time. Like oh, just like it was, it was a lot. So um, randomly the, uh, my friend was over, he's in um, chef Dan who owns Red House. We're very good friends. And uh, he was just over and talking to my husband and I and mentioned like, oh my goodness, did you see public kitchen and bar their space is up for sale and it's like on Kijiji like this was just a passing comment that he made and like my husband and I had or I would always say you know if I were to own a restaurant like this is what the music would be like and this is what the food would be like and this is what I would want the vibe to be like because we've always loved traveling we've always loved eating out like Mm -hmm. that's what we do um and then so that kind of like piqued our interest. I don't even think we thought about much of it at the time. And then we just kind of like kept talking about it over the next few days and literally went to public, had dinner, met the owners. She like Carly gave us a tour of the space. Mm-hmm. 
And then it was just kind of like one thing led to the other. We start, you know, doing crunching some numbers and like, you know, thinking, would this even be feasible? And then it's just kind of like one thing leads to another. Nothing's really like closing a door. So then you just kind of keep moving forward. And then honestly, within like two weeks, I had like put my notice into my job and that's amazing. We were just doing it. And then, I love it. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I love that story. I feel like that's like, that's the entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit though. You just freaking go for it it's just there's yeah. you know what if I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it I'm gonna like I you you go all in with it and and no matter what you you have to make it work at that point yeah because I'm like it's a, there's always gonna be a risk or a reason why to not do something like and we probably could have given up on it like a thousand times over especially with the pandemic and um but yeah like you just got to sometimes take a bit of a risk. Yeah, you got to take that leap. And I think that's so important for entrepreneurs. Because how many times have you seen an opportunity and you're like, oh, that'd be cool. And then it passes you by. Somebody else does it. Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah. oh, I thought of that, you know, a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. None of that. You got to jump and make that move. That's great. Or yeah. somebody else is going to. Yeah. Yes, they will. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what would you, what advice would you have then for somebody Anybody starting wanting to get into the hospitality business or start a restaurant? Oh, you really want to think long and hard about it because <laughs> it is a ton of work. Like, um, if you don't absolutely love it and you are not passionate about it, legitimately, like, run away. Um, you have to love it because you have to be, if you want it to be a certain way or successful like you have to be there day to day it's not really uh, a sort of business that you can kind of hands-off manage or you have to have somebody that you really really trust to kind of run it day to day um but yeah you you have to be very passionate about it you have to love it it is a lot of hard work it's very strange hours you're basically working you know the opposite of everybody else because that's when people are going out so you're gonna miss like a lot of family events and and just things that like the restaurant trust me I hear this from my husband all the time it's like the restaurant always comes first, <laughs> yes. you know, like, but, um, so are you guys partners or is it yours and he just so support, like helps you? My husband and I, well, we do own two businesses. Okay. Um, but we like the restaurants. So he is a part owner, like 50%. Um, but it's very much Your my jam. jam. Yeah. And then he's a realtor and he's super busy with his, okay. his own business. So yeah. we own them all, we own them together, but we very much run them kind of operations wise okay. separately. Yeah. My husband always says that too. It's always work for you. It's yeah. you put it first. Well, yeah, you kind of have to you for at least a few to. years. Yeah. You have to prioritize it yeah. right or it can be a sinking ship. The flexibility and all the perks of being a business owner are amazing but there's definitely pitfalls yeah so i have a personal question for you like how do you manage your relationship like you have two people that are very busy and very like obviously driven and work focused like how do you carve out time for each other like do you have kids like what do you how do you do we don't have kids which i can't even imagine if we did actually i don't know who would tend to them we've got like we've got two dogs and a cat and that's uh, so that's like kids yeah so i'm like and even sometimes like the logistics with that is difficult uh it's for sure been a work it's always like a work in progress a little bit um 
Because it is difficult and you really can, you know, it's hard to carve out time on both ends. And we both have such weird schedules, just like his schedule changes on a dime. Um, So now, like this has taken years. We've both kind of been business owners for the last going on six years. Um, We like, (laughs) it sounds ridiculous. Schedule like our date nights, like meetings, honestly, like because it's like it's got to go into the calendar and you just book other things around it. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. I get that. Yeah, we. T- I have to do that too because I have three kids and the business and I don't, I'm going to find out when you're having your next dinner party and I'm going to carve that out for yeah, my next date do. night. I, I, I love that idea. I haven't been to it yet. I'm surprised we haven't been to that yet because that's totally up our alley. So when you and your husband then go out to eat, like locally, wh- like where do you guys go? Do you eat at your own restaurant a lot? Do, like you have to go somewhere else. Now yeah, no, night. I'm like, we don't really, I'm like, it's hard for me to sit in the restaurant and not be working. Um, so that's not very relaxing, actually, to do at all. Um, what would it be? Like, we actually like to cook a lot at home now. Um, but what some of our favorite places, like, we'll go to Bima's. Uh, Red House is one of our favorites as well. Um, I have not been there yet. Have oh, you been to, to Red, Red House? House? Not to, uh, yeah, I've been to the Red House and Bima's actually. Yeah, delicious. Both very good. Yeah. Um. Or we'll make like even like a little jaunt over to Hamilton. They've got a lot of good restaurants. Um. We'll go to Toronto or like Alora Mill. We'll go to. So yeah. Well, I guess we'll make that a whole experience too. Sometimes mm-hmm. we like to make a night of it. I love that. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the Evelyn and Alora. It's a little I have. French restaurant. Yes. I love the food there too. It's really good. There's a lot of good spots actually in Laura that you can kind of hit up. We spent some time there last spring, summer, like just two nights or something yep. like that. Um, but we were able to do a lot of damage. We hit a lot of places. <laughs> yeah. Rack up the credit. But it, it's, yeah. it's it's actually like you can, you know, it's sort of like you're doing some some. Oh, and work like we talked about business. Yeah, so, it's, it's always business at and a And there's restaurant. a way to write that off. That's yeah. me neither my business or his. I hope like, we don't have any like, listeners from yeah. the government. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's totally related. So it is a write-off. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Come and get me. So, yeah. Jill, how can we... How can we find you on the internet, on Instagram, and where is the restaurant? Uh, So the restaurant's located at 15 King Street North. Uh, So really closest intersection would be Herb and King. A couple doors down from like Ace Ping Pong. We're right by uh, like Champar where the old Nick and Nats used to be. So on that side of the street, on that block. Um, Instagram at SV Uptown is the best way to kind of keep up to date. We are very active on our Instagram, so it's a good way to, you know, find Love out Love your Instagram. And stuff. Yeah, your photographer. Thanks. Yeah, is she's it, great. She, yeah, it's gorgeous. Thank Everything you. is gorgeous. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, personally, uh, at Jilly Sadler, and there's lots of restaurant content on my, or if you just want to see me drink good wine and, <laughs> and eat all the good food. Yeah. I love it. Super entertaining. Thank you so much for coming Thank out today. You. This is awesome. And um, I'm going to look through this magazine at all of these amazing cocktails and definitely be in for dinner soon. Absolutely. Um, and we'll go together. Yeah, we will. Okay. Double date. All right. Perfect. It's on. All right. Thank you so much.